I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Mr. Ricky Williams what and up, Mr. 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 Poy. What's up? All right, so we're going to be talking about uh, one particular comic that Ricky pulled out of his ass. Um, I mean, it's literally in the middle of an arc. Um, I mean, with no you know context surrounding it. So if if you uh, you know don't know what's going on surrounding okay, this. So we're talking about New Mutants 98, which is first appearance of Deadpool. And that's because the Deadpool movie is coming out on Friday. Oh. I was going to do X-Force 2, which is the second appearance, so it's kind of like first appearance, second appearance. But I figured since I changed it like one day before, I'd just stick with the one comic and make it a little easier for us. Good at yeah. Okay. Vince, you're good at this. Explain what this comic is about, okay? Maybe give some context into where this particular right. issue falls. So I'll try to do a little bit here. So, uh, in a nutshell, New Mutants is basically the kind of, I think you put it best, it's the, uh, it was the kind of tiny tunes of the uh, uh, X-Men or the Mutant series that Marvel had. Again, put in context, Marvel at this point in the 90s is in its heyday. The comic book boom is huge. So everyone's buying comics, not even just because of storylines, because it was cool, but because it was people like who were speculating. They were buying comics and baseball cards and all those things. I'm not sure if you remember, but they were buying them because they thought that it was going to be of value, right? So everyone was buying comics. Now, the, this one was of note because, again, because people were speculating on comic books, any time a new character came in, it would be like, oh, man, it's the first appearance of so-and-so. i got to buy it because it's going to be worth something, right? So in case in point, this guy, uh, this issue happens to be the first appearance of um, Dead, Deadpool, and uh, Deadpool is uh, a kind of anti-hero. Later on in in time, you'll find, and, and that's the reason why I got this movie made, he's the kind of known as the Merc with a mouth. Basically, he's not only the kind of acerbic, kind of sarcastic uh, character that's really badass and can't die. Effectively, he's like super healing power, but he just can't die. Um, but the, the thing is that he also uh, breaks the fourth wall. In a lot of the... Um, the comic books that he is in now currently, um, not only does he speak sarcastically to the characters, but he'll actually break the fourth wall, that is to say, talk to the audience or the reader, and say, hey, yo, man, did you see the other page? There's an ad for condoms there. Like, he'll just be like, he'll just be like weird stuff like that. They'll just be like, did you just do that? So, so that's the thing that made him kind of cool, right? And I think that's going to also come about, like, I, I think there was... Uh, no spoilers on this front to say that the, the, the Deadpool movie that's coming out apparently has, like, dozens, if not hundred Easter eggs, just, like, of Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. Um, so they're, they're, they're carrying the comic book character into the actual movie. You're going to see him... Um, like, there's a point when I think uh, they make a reference to... Um, to Professor X, like this is like this has actually been, been been talked about. Like there's a point in Deadpool's movie where they where someone says, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna uh, Colossus is trying to recruit Deadpool and says, hey, I want you to join like the 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 X-Men and with Professor X.' And then uh, at some point, um, Deadpool goes, "You mean uh, which which Professor X? Patrick Stewart or James uh, McIlroy, right? Or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> whatever that guy is named, right?" So it's just kind of funny how they always break the fourth wall. So back again, coming back to the comics, this was the first issue where he shows up. Um, and I, without going into too much detail, I was mentioning to you, Matt, that uh, Deadpool is basically Marvel's response to a character that came from the DC universe known as um, Deathstroke, um, basically a super assassin. Um, and you mentioned that he's the Deathstroke character is now making a little bit more of a headway in the Green Arrow uh, TV series. Is that what yep. you said? Yep. Um, 
so, so those of you guys that know that character is pretty much a master assassin, um, and he was really he he is uh, a classic character within the Teen Titans um, and Batman kind of universe. Um, so Marvel being remember this is a big fight between Marvel versus DC. Uh, that's the two big uh, comic book houses. Marvel decides to start pop, uh, you know not only trying to populate its comics and make popular uh, characters so you could you buy more issues um, but they also want to poke fun at DC their rival so they decide to make this knockoff of a dead of a deathstroke character called Deadpool and it's very overt like the way he looks the way he acts he has guns and he has swords and he's a super ninja body fitting uh, outfit um, you know just like a very simple mask um, the thing is that it's it's pretty much the deal. The deal is pretty much sealed when you look at the names. Uh, Deathstroke's name is Slade Wilson, whereas Death Deadpool uh, in Marvel Universe is known as Wade Wilson. So you can tell it was pretty much a, a kind of like knockoff parody character at best at that point in time. Long story short, this comic uh, contextualizes him as basically a mercenary mutant. Um, you really don't get all too much of his skill set in this particular comic. Um, I don't think you really know uh, what he's capable of, other than the fact that he's just a paid assassin. The reality yeah, cause is because he gets his, he gets his ass kicked by Domino, right? Yeah, Domino just basically stabs in the back. Um, yeah. So uh, the, the this the the central focus of this particular comic um, is of course uh, Cable. Um, back in the old days, Cable uh, was this mysterious character who comes out of nowhere. He's like this kind of, um, you know, lone wolf kind of character. He's grizzled, he's old, and everyone thinks he's like this badass mutant that just like carries guns and shoots stuff, and like you know, it, it seem seemingly has this really great ability to to not get killed. Um, it turns out later on, beyond this one issue, that Cable is the uh, the future son of um, Scott Summers, who is Cyclops and Jean Grey, um, and they send him into the super future because they the, the, basically Cable gets a disease as a child that basically would kill him, so they send him to the super far future to get him cured. But then, because of he's doing all these time traveling things, they send him, he ends up coming back in time, and that's why you see this really old man fighting alongside a lot of the X-Men. Um, so the, the, the comic's really about him. It's not about Deadpool. Um, and I think they just make a big deal out of uh, Cable being a badass by just, like, you know, basically almost getting killed by this guy. And, well, Domino, his uh, Cable's friend, uh, girlfriend, comes out and saves him. So that's the story in a nutshell, and that's the kind of context that this uh, whole entire issue comes about from. Okay, so explain this to me. What's the connection between Gideon and Cable? Um, actually, there's not very much. Gideon's like a very middling uh, bad guy. Gideon is the um, the antagonist in this story arc where he's an evil mutant who... Uh, I really don't know what his powers are because even back in the old days, it seemed like he was a useless character. He just well, he like... seems to... Uh, I, the only thing he really does in this is... I mean, he punches some people for, you know, reasons unbeknownst to anybody. I mean, I don't... So like the first three pages or whatever, he's fighting someone. Well, he's fighting and talking about. Say, say it again. Fighting, he's fighting a simulation. So, um, okay. the comic alludes to his skill, but I don't even. For the left me, I can't remember. I just know that he was good at kicking ass and fist fights and stuff. But yeah. So um, the only thing of really of consequence in this uh, comic is he hires someone yeah, to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, to uh, poison. Say it again. Uh, so Gideon hires uh, a, another female assassin to poison uh, uh, this character, this new mutant, uh, his father, DaCosta. Um, he, he basically, Gideon hires someone to kill one of the new mutants' uh, father. 
Uh, this new mutant is named Sunspot, also known as, I can't remember his first name, but Sunspot is basically DaCosta's son. Roberto. Oh, Roberto, yeah. So um, Sunspot is basically uh, a member of the new mutants, uh, again, like the Tiny Toons uh, mutant X-Men team, and uh, he's working under, under Cable, and the situation is that Gideon hires a femme fatale to poison Sunspot's fa uh, father so that Gideon can then move in and be the good guy surrogate to t take uh, Sunspot out of um, the New Mutants team. Uh, basically, Sunspot comes from money, so Gideon wants his money. And then also, Gideon wants to abuse uh, Sunspot. Uh, Sunspot's capacity is that he gets superhuman strength, um, the ability to fly and all that stuff by drawing from the energy from the sun. So obviously, Gideon eventually has a machine that actually sucks that power out. Um, so that's what he's trying to do. So it's 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 a really stupid story arc on that front. But the 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 real reason why this is of consequence is because again, Deadpool comes into play, and it's really a really sh crappy way of him starting up in the comic world because a as you said he just gets his butt kicked you know like a punk. And, and B, he's only there for a few few seconds, yeah. He's only he's, it's like a little glimmer of, of stuff, right? But I mean, if you look back in the history of comics, um, you look at say, do you remember where Wolverine first showed up in comics? No, like I said, I'm not big into the X Men universe, so you'll have to tell me. That's no, okay. Um, so X, uh, the Wolverine actually shows up in an Incredible Hulk comic. His first mm -hmm. appearance is when the Incredible Hulk is just like roaming around Canada because he can't be in. You know, he can't be in America, right? So he, he's, he's like a lot of Americans that are disgruntled with the political situation. He moves up to Canada. Probably went for free health care or something. <laughs> health care to get that gamma radiation out of him. And, uh, and then he encounters Wolverine from the Weapon X program. And then, like, you know, obviously Marvel's just trying to make up a character that's Canadian, right? So it's a Wolverine guy. And people kind of like this. And again, it's typical of how comic books introduce bad guys, right? Like, if it sticks, like, Wolverine, look, if you look at his original outfit, there's this yellow outfit with, like, he had whiskers on his face and stuff, and you're like, dude, that's ridiculous, and he had claws, right? And it looks so stupid, but then people actually liked them. So I think the way that comic books work is that they throw out all these really cool characters that they think would sell, and then if it sticks, again, guess what? Then they start making backstories about the kind of, you know, brooding backstory of, a, of, of like, Wolverine. He was, like, tortured, and he was all this... And I think that's the same thing that happened to Deadpool. Deadpool is just like a one-hit wonder kind of guy. And then they said, as, 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 as Ricky said, um, you, you, you find Deadpool coming about later on because some people liked his kind of sarcastic sense of humor. Again, that's a function of the 90s. And as a result, uh, they start adding more and more stuff to his backstory. Okay. Uh, last question about the, the the this particular issue. Who is uh, Ron? R A H N E. Who's that? Rain Ron. Oh, that's a that's another mutant. Um, she's a she's basically a, a werewolf mutant. Okay. I think, I think she's Wolfbane. I think that's her alias. I think she's the one that that's like um, she looks like a werewolf, but she's a girl. That's about okay. it. Okay. I mean, I don't think it matters because it played no part in the the story of this particular issue, but and it was just kind of thrown in there, and I didn't know who it was. Oh, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a bigger story arc. Um, this is coming off of, uh, if I recall, this is coming off of when basically the New Mutants, they just totally get decimated, and that's why, like, even Xavier's not around. That's why Cable, who came just, like, all of, like, what, 10, 12 issues earlier, that's why he's, uh, he's asserted himself as the leader of the uh, New Mutants, basically. Um... 
So there was a huge... It's, it's again, these story arcs start blending in and overlapping each other. Yeah, and which is makes it, which is what, why it was so hard to, to read one issue. Yeah. All right, um, so why don't you... Um, I mean, you've pretty much given your... I mean, I'm, do we even bother giving a, 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 a rating on this or a, a score? Oh, I mean, it's so hard. It's like saying, like, can you watch... Can, can you... Re- Review um, some music by listening right. to the bar. It's like uh, yeah, but, but I mean, if you're talking about this as an introduction to a character, uh, it, sorry, yeah, no problem. Puking baby. No, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's cool. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but, but I, so I just basically went through the whole story of yeah. what's going on there. I explained to Matt the story arc. I also explained to okay. Matt um, how. Uh, Deadpool is a knockoff parody of, uh, you know, uh, Deathstroke. I also talked about um, how in the 90s it was all about making people buy comics because, you know, they'd be worth something. And that's why the way you make comic books worth something is either you put really cool flashy things on the cover, like, you know, holographic covers, or you um, put new characters in. And then if it sticks, you know, that's the first appearance of that badass character. And that's what happened. Like, I was telling Matt that... I have the first issue where Cable appears. I think it's New Mutants uh, 7 or something, right? And back, in day, back in my day, that comic was worth like 100 and something bucks, right? And now I'm pretty sure it's worth like 10 bucks tops, right? No. So, no. It's, it's, no. No, that's worth... Uh, well, in good condition, it's worth a couple hundred dollars. Cause the, no way. Uh, oh, yeah. Because... Um, well, I mean, just like the the New Mutants '98, right now it's worth about. I mean, in good condition, it's worth about thirteen hundred dollars. No way! Right? Because of the its first appearance in the movie. You know what? Right? And um, with the movie coming out, they've already Fox has already greenlit the sequel to the movie, and the uh, rumors that Cable's going to be in the sequel. So, first appearance of Cable, it's going up. Well, I don't know. See, I, I think first off, I'm, I feel like an idiot because I think I gave away some of my comics. Because I kept Cable, but I know I, for a fact I did not keep that New Mutants issue with like first yeah. Deadpool. So I, I kept I, all my Archie comics. Yeah, yeah, you do that. So um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, I, I missed some of it, but I mean, the reason I chose this, I know Matt, you're probably like five years old when it came out in '91. Uh, this issue. I, hey, 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 um, hey. I was six, okay? I was six. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, um, you know, like in college it's, it's or something. the middle of an arc and, and so on, but the reason I chose it is because most of the major characters like X-Force, like Cable, um, people are familiar with them, familiar with the, you know, their style of the character and so on. And, I mean, going forward after this, Deadpool and Cable, they're, like, inextricably linked. Like, you you know, there's a Deadpool and Cable series. There's the whole thing where they go through time together. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're always together. Um, and... I was going to say though, Rick, because I don't, I stopped following and collecting comics um, maybe about, I don't know, four years after this. But I cannot like reading this comic again because they do all back and forth time travel, right? Um, it seems very clear that Cable does not know who Deadpool is, and same and vice versa, right? Whereas, if I understand this correctly, looking at a couple of the more recent X books with Cable and uh, Deadpool, it seems like they've been on so many adventures and that they've actually 
time travel. Like, you know how cable time slides, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems really weird that they have to justify, like, does he get his mind wiped or something before their first meeting? Like, that's the thing I can't justify. Who, Cable? Yeah, because he doesn't know who... He, yeah. doesn't, like, if you read the comic, that first appearance, he's like, whoa, who the hell's this guy? What's he do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, this is uh, Deadpool's first appearance, right? And I think going after this, where they're together through travels and stuff, right? Um, you got to remember, like, this was written in the 90s, the first appearance of Deadpool, so they, they probably didn't anticipate with with Deadpool and Cable going on, because, I mean, I've even talked about it, like, you can see the Deadpool in this uh, comic is very different from the Deadpool that we know today, who's basically the Merc with a mouth, right? Like, he says funny stuff, he talks about chimichangas, everything is, like, just hilarious to him, right? Like, in this, like, his very first appearance, his, where they basically created the character, he's more of a mercenary than just doing it for shits and giggles, right? Like, he yeah. says, like, you know, Tolliver hired me to, you know, basically kick your ass. Like, I mean, you still get the part where Cable says, you talk too much, or, you know, like, he still says funny stuff, but he's not, like, the constant quip after quip after quip, and, like, I can't die, so this is all just a joke, or, or you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, his character later on is very different from this very first appearance. Like, he's very much more serious, more like, I'm just going to kill you and go collect my money, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, carrying on later, you know, it, who knows, they probably say somewhere in there where it's like, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, his mind was wiped or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, even in this, this is, like, Domino's first appearance, but it's not really Domino. It's actually Copycat. Yeah. Right? Playing Domino, um, which is funny because in the movie, his um, Deadpool's love interest is actually the character who is Copycat, right? Who becomes Copycat. Um, so, you know, it's all, all really interesting, interestingly linked. Um, but, I mean, like, the reason I chose this is because, like I said, it's his first appearance, and you can see how different of a character he really is from the Deadpool that we know today, right? Um, but, like I said, it's, it's like the 90s, um, just the style of the characters, um, you know, like uh, Boom Boom's, like shades, the the sleeveless uh, shirts, um, Gideon's like friggin' ponytail <laughs> swinging in the wind, um, you know, like the the huge muscles on all the characters, like Deadpool, and and the the pocket whatever those things around the legs, right? Like, um, and and uh, Richter, uh, it. No, Cannonball, I mean, Cannonball, oh, yeah. who actually is a big part of the whole Civil War series, right? Um, yeah. So it's just a throwback to the 90s of how 90s their, their costumes and, and the way they talk and stuff, um, you know, so, um, yeah, that I don't know. Did you uh, guys back when the 90s like... were hit or whatever it is. <laughs> all right, so all right, I'm going to... 
cut you off there, Ricky, um, as we're running over. Um, we decided not to give a score on this because it would be a pretty unfair just rating one single issue when you don't really know what's going on. Because like me, <coughs> excuse me, if I were to give this a score before I talked to Vince, it would have been a zero. I had no idea what the hell was going on. Um, and now that I understand a little bit more of what you know what was happening, I'd give, give it a higher score. Anyway, so we won't give a score. Uh, we talked about, you know, mostly it was Vince and I talking. But um, anyway, so we're going to go ahead and jump to the section because it is after 10 o'clock. All right, so I'm going to go first this week because actually I did some stuff this week. I, I reinstalled Dota 2 um, and played a little bit of Dota. Um, How long? Uh, probably a couple hours. That's it? Um, well, all right, so I'm, I'm still being a coward and haven't taken it online yet. So basically I've, <laughs> I just keep playing the tutorial over and over again because Dota is so huge and you got to be able to go through and, and uh, understand the inventory of things that you can you know equip, equip and heal and all that kind of stuff. And there are just hundreds and hundreds of items that you can get with gold. And, you know, if you don't know those things and you just automatically go online, you're just going to get your ass kicked, and that's not going to be fun. Uh, so I'm trying to – I'm still trying to learn. Anyway, so I did that. Um, but the main thing I want to talk about in my part of the section is uh, I dis I despise The Hobbit. Um, like the so, book or the series or just like – All right, so, so the book. All right, so I like the Lord, of the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is really good. I, I enjoy the, book, the books quite a lot. Um, but The Hobbit – Imagine, if you will, a group of hobbit, a group of dwarves, a hobbit, and a wizard go on a quest to kill a big mighty dragon, and you read, I don't know, like 200 pages, and thinking, oh, the the confrontation between the dwarves and the the dragon is going to be epic, and it's going to be amazing, and then this guy who shows up in the last 25, 30 pages or whatever kills the dragon and then walks away. <laughs> All right, so, the dwarves, the hobbit, and the wizard have nothing to do with the dragon at all. I mean, they're just, it's, it's, it's a trek towards the dragon, and then somebody else kills the dragon. It, Don't forget all the songs. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it drives me as, That's just Tolkien. That's what he does. I mean, the, the, he's got a, like, I don't know, 40 pages of Tom Bombadillo or whatever, he, and that guy's just <laughs> off dancing and skipping through the forest, singing along, and the, that's, you know, in the um, Fellowship of the Rings. Anyways. That's my rant. I despise The Hobbit. No matter how well written, no matter how well it sets up the uh, bridge into the Lord of the Rings, you know, with, with the uh, is the the whole plot of the book is based on them killing the dragon, and they're not the fucking ones that kills the dragon. Anyways, uh, Vince, what did you do this week? Uh, deal with appeals. So it's probably best I don't say anything, but. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Uh, Professor, Professor Snape strikes again. <laughs> it really has not been a fun week at all. Um, yeah, kids, just don't, don't be, don't be stupid, man. I told you, kids, don't be stupid, don't be lazy, you know, and don't be proud, right? If you do something bad, admit to it and learn from it. If you, if you have to do the work, then do the damn work. Don't be lazy. Like that's just ridiculous. And you know what? If I catch you cheating, if I tell you that you're lazy because you know that you can do better and you didn't do it, don't just be like, no, I'm not. No, don't let pride blind you. Are you that stupid and proud that you're not going to actually do the work and learn? Sorry, that's... <laughs> you can tell it's, it's, this is just Vince's really hard time to be a professor. <laughs> poor, 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 poor little man. All right, uh, Ricky, what did you do this week? Anything fun? Uh, other than take care of an obviously... Um, <laughs> Hypochondriac baby. So, 
I've been running the uh, iOS 9.3 beta, and uh, night shift mode, I have to say, I freaking love it. It's what's awesome. Special about it? Huh? What does it do? What's, the, what's that mean, night shift mode? Night shift the mode basically out of the yeah, turns oh. it from blue to yellow. Oh, no, I've seen that. I've seen that, and you know what? I saw my kid, uh, one of my students had it. As a colorblind guy... That is the worst design decision possible because it makes me want to kill someone. Yellow causes colorblind people to want to stab people. <laughs> okay, well, as a person who's not colorblind, I love it. Like, the thing is you can, you can turn it off. There's a toggle. Well, I mean, it's not even on by default, right? Yeah. I think you have to set it, even if, yeah, you set it to automatic or something, and then it comes on with the sunrise. But anyways, I set mine so that it's on all the time, because I hate that bluish hue to the screen. Um, and, oh, I love it. The screen looks so much nicer. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that wasn't much <laughs> of an episode. I just want to show uh, colorblind people. Yeah, because yeah, it makes them want to stab people. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, I'm not giving out that fucking email address. That's just, I need a new one. Uh, that's terrible. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the podcast is at Untitled Podcast. Uh, I'm at MTWB. Vince is VWHUI. Actually, what's really funny is he actually tweets more than uh, the other two, either of us, either Ricky and I combined. Um, the man just loves Twitter. He's always on Twitter. Um, Ricky's going to go... It has nothing about, you know, it's just architecture. He's cool. He's the cool prof guy. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of his students have ever described him as cool before. <laughs> I think the most I've been described this week has been, why so angry? Because <laughs> you're showing me your iPhone screen in night shift mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, uh, you can like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the entitled show, and you can follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash the dash entitled dash show. Way too many dashes. All right. Uh, next week, we will be talking about the Princess Bride. Right on. Uh, all right. So, obviously, I've never seen this movie. It's a um, classic. Rick, that's with um, Hudson, right? Carrie, Carrie Ewis, like the guy from the original Saw, um, Sean Penn's wife, Robin Wright Penn, um, uh, Andre the Giant. Um, okay, it's not the one. The most short dude that goes, Inconceivable! Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, and you don't want me to make fun of, you know, Anything racist, but it's okay to make fun of the little short dude. Okay, <laughs> just make sure we're getting our priorities straight. Right, anyways, we'll we'll be talking about the Princess Bride next week. We'll see you then. Take care, guys. Take it easy.